Get ready, Kentucky. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Commonwealth. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in bonus bets as an early sign-up offer. Plus, when you join FanDuel between now and September 18th, you'll also get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. This way, you can watch all the games and be all set when FanDuel goes live in Kentucky. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join today to claim your $100 in bonus bets plus $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over in President Kentucky. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Kentucky. Unique user identification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Do radio normally? You gotta look good to do radio tonight. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is alongside as well. And Casey Whitfield is here joining us on an extra special program. And she looks extra special. Not that you can see her on the radio, but I she looks phenomenal. I actually had to put a dress on for this and heels. So it's been, it's, been a big, it's been a big ordeal. We had to go shopping. And I will also say, as a bald man, Benton's hair is excellent tonight. Yes. He's got it slicked back. He's got like the little the little roll up in the back. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. got some length to it. You guys, nobody's noticed I've been growing my hair out because I always wear the backwards hat and the bill just kind of covers it. So I've been getting a lot of the comments today. Yeah, a lot of references looking like a, a, a hockey draft pick. Uh, yes, that is an excellent. <laughs> All you need to do is like lose a tooth or two you to be a yeah, hockey that's draft what I said, pick. Too many teeth. I'm a lower draft pick. Uh, Benton also with an excellent, what, do, what would you call that suit? Purple? Is that? Yeah, it's a purple suit. I was it, it very intentional. Perfectly. Last year when I went, I wore a very like normal suit, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I wanted something a little more statement, a little fun. I got this nice tie here. That was my uh, my wife's grandfather's. Oh wow! Perfectly with the yes, I got a little history. That's with awesome. It. Got the, uh, the the white sneakers. I, going I, the I missed I missed the sneaker. Yeah, memo. I didn't. I didn't get. I'm wearing that. dress shoes. Everybody, you're That's supposed a, to be wearing sneakers tonight. It's I on. It's on the picture of the thing. I didn't do it last year, but this year I'm participating. So next year, mm-hmm. note to me: wear a sneaker. Assuming we're we're doing this uh, next year again, uh, it should be a fun show. There is everybody you could possibly want to talk to related to Louisville professional soccer here tonight. Players from both teams, coaches from both teams, all of the staff of Soccer Holdings. Pretty much everybody's here, and we're hoping that we will be able to talk to some cool guests tonight. we got a couple lined up already, including George Davis IV, who uh, you've heard on the game broadcasts a bunch this year, former Louisville City star midfielder. He's now the leader, the executive director, I think is his title, of the Lou City Racing Louisville Foundation. So this is his night, really. It's his big night. He's, you know, this is a big event for his organization. So we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes' time. Uh, hopefully, bring us some cool insight. And who knows? We're kind of, we're kind of taking a, a go with the flow approach tonight. We'll see whoever arrives to the third microphone. We're going to talk to him. Hopefully, some players will drop by. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be a lot I mean, of fun. We're literally surrounded by dozens of players right now. Yeah, it's I mean, totally cool. not fangirling or anything. No, like, of it's course completely not. Fine. Oh, like, it's completely yeah. fine. It's completely fine. And first of all, this is a really cool event because it goes to benefit the Lucidity Racing Louisville Foundation. Uh, we know what they're out in the community trying to grow the game of soccer, make it more accessible to different communities that currently don't have access to it. Um, it's just a, it, it's going to be an exciting night, I think, everybody. What do, you, what do we think? I'm really excited about it. Again, like you said, the opportunity to raise some money for, for a good cause, a lot of cool items that, that people are going to be, be bidding on auctioning and, and really going to help supporting and growing the game in the community. It's one thing to, for us to go to the games and enjoy the professional team we have. But the other side of it is just growing the game itself. And, you know, one part of that's the academy, all the kids playing there. But then, again, there's a lot of kids that don't necessarily have that sort of opportunity or even access to know that soccer is a thing that they enjoy and like. So this really kind of helps that mission, and I'm, I'm, I'm amped about it. Well, I mean, being a, a teacher and in a community where a lot of those kids don't have opportunities that other kids have, having the ability or the, the, the power for – this foundation to be able to help support those kids and give them access to fields to soccer because those kids love the game they want to play it anywhere that they can and so that they the fact that we're trying to build it in the community so all of these kids have access to soccer just makes me so excited and i think that's the part that i'm most excited about is seeing all these people here supporting that cause and really helping to build soccer in the community tell you what i'm most excited about tonight is the keynote speaker tonight 
former Lou City captain, former USL MVP. At the time, he was the USL record single-season goal scorer. Back from 2015, the inaugural Lou City season, the inaugural Lou City team, uh, Matt Fondy is going to be here this evening. I don't. Maybe we could try and snag him on the show. We'll see. That would be a lot of fun if we did, just to reminisce with him. If anybody doesn't know... Back in the days at Slugger, back in year one, nobody knew if this thing was going to work. It was just like, all right, we've got a soccer team now. Let's see if let's see if it takes off. And Matt Fondy was a big reason why I think we're still here, because he came onto that scene, scored goals every single night, led Lou City to a hugely successful year, a playoff berth. You remember he won the first playoff game against Charleston with a goal in extra time uh, to, to give Lou City that boost. I mean, Really, I, I I don't think I'm being hyperbolic here. I don't think this whole thing exists if Matt Fondy doesn't have the kind of season back in 2015 that he yeah, had. So it's going to be fun to see him tonight. Completely echo that. So, I mean, for full transparency, I wasn't even yeah. here at that time to appreciate his, his playing days or whatnot. And there's a lot of names you could associate to the success of our professional teams in town. Guys like James O'Connor first kind of put together, Wayne stop and all for, for, for the vision and putting it all together. But like you said, like actually having something exciting and fun on the field, I mean, he was definitely when those first kind of big key figures. And so really cool that we get to bring somebody back like that. I mean, last year we got Scott Goodwin, a very popular goalkeeper from those early days, but now bringing him, I love the idea of that. Well, and I think when you think of Lou City soccer in the early days, you think Matt Fondy. Like, that's the name that comes to mind. You can't think about that team and the success that they had without thinking about him and just the impact that he had to help get this program going and get it where it is today to kind of help build it, the success. Yeah, again, it was something like 23 goals that year for him, just just all around uh, phenomenal. And it's to your point, Benton. Bringing back Scott Goodwin last year, bringing back Matt Fondy back this year. Now that there is some history to this thing, right? We're going into year 10 next year, if you can believe that or not. Uh, That's another perk of this kind of event, right, is we can go back to the old days, bring back some old favorites that haven't been around in a long time. Um, It it just adds to the the culture and the history and all that kind of stuff around these two teams and around this club. So it should be... uh, should be a lot of fun this evening. You know how I feel about the history. You know, we basically have a whole second show after we're done, after we, we get do. out the air, and, and history was the topic of, of things last week, so yeah. very coincidental. Well, uh, we're expecting George Davis IV at some point here in the next little while, but while we await his arrival, let's talk about what's going on with the two teams that, <clears throat> that we cover on the show. I beg your pardon. Excuse me. Uh, Louisville City, a phenomenal win over the weekend. Racing Louisville was off over the weekend. We can talk about Savannah DeMello and Timby Katlana in their international game. Two of them, in fact, where the U.S. matched up with South Africa. But let's start with Lou City. Um, on the road at Loudoun United, they come from behind in the middle of a tropical storm and got two of the best quality goals we've seen this season, I think, uh, from Lou City. Just uh, g- give us some general thoughts on what we saw on, on Saturday night in a what was a playoff-clinching victory for the boys in purple. That win over Loudoun United punched their ticket to the postseason. It was... It was honestly very nervy because for a long time it was one of those games like, is it going to happen? Are we going to find the goal? We were getting all sorts of chances, and it was frustrating in the regards of like, oh my gosh, why you know, why can't we get ahead? And then all of a sudden we're a goal down. It's like, why can't we claw back into this thing? But all that nerviness, it kind of paid off in the end. Dylan Maris hitting a banger, and then Wilson Maris trying to even one-up him late in, in extra time, scoring a phenomenal goal. So I'm glad things finally panned out for the team in that and again like you said the weather was a big adverse condition after the match Dilmaris kind of filled us in that the weather was going against them so it probably made it even that much harder to play in but I mean at the end of the day they got the job done they got the three points it was absolutely critical especially considering that that Memphis one as well I believe they played uh Tampa Bay Rowdies which yeah big that, upset. that could have easily gone gone anyway on there so it was very critical that we got those three points I think the thing that stands out to me was the fight that they had to win the game. They didn't give up. Even though going down, the conditions were awful. They were on the road. It had been a long road trip. They didn't give up. The first half didn't go their way. And you talked about how Dylan Maris talks about running into the wind. When you are playing into the wind, it is so exhausting. In the second half, they had the wind at their back, and you could kind of see that they looked better. They were playing better. And so I think being able to come back versus adverse situations and to get the two goals that they had, were incredible. And the volley that Dylan Mayers hit is an extremely difficult shot. And then the way that Wilson Harris was able to turn on his defender and bend it into the upper 90, I'm pretty sure when they have their celebration at the end of the season, those will be two of the top goals of the entire season. They were so incredible. And that subplot, the Wilson Harris subplot, four, four games, games in a row with a goal, that ties the Lou City record that he previously had tied last year 
right? Uh, ties it with Chandler Hoffman from the second Louisville City team back in 2016. So if he scores on Saturday against New Mexico United on the road, that would be a new Lou City record for goals in consecutive games. But to have him scoring right now, to have him hot right now, to have, frankly, anybody scoring goals at a regular pace right now for that team uh, is really, really huge because the playoffs are right around the corner. we got, what, three games to go before the playoffs come? they got New Mexico this weekend, then Hartford at home on the 7th, then Tampa Bay in the season finale at home on the 14th. So how big is that, Benton, to have a goal scorer scoring goals for Wilson, uh, for, for Lou City in the form of Wilson Harris. It's been it's been a hard year in that goal scoring department for the boys in purple but they're they're starting to figure it out right at the end. At least it feels that way based on what Wilson's done. It's I mean it's massive. He's coming hot like right at the right time. This is perfect timing to go right into the playoffs and we're going to need it because right now like it seems like the odds are a little bit not in our favor as far as securing the home playoff thing so you want you, you want as many little advantages as you can get going into the postseason. Another thing that gets the call about him here. He said he's at 49 goals. If he hits 50, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to beat Junior Fleming as far as like one of the youngest to first hit that that milestone, if I if I recall correctly. Yeah, he scored a ton of goals earlier. when he was with uh, Sporting Kansas City 2, Swope Park Rangers, whatever you want to call them, the, the SKC reserve team when they were around. Scored a ton of goals now that he's been with Lou City. So so that's, uh, you're right, that's on the precipice. That'd be a huge honor for him. USL goals. I remember a couple, I think it was last week or the week before, he hit 50 for his career. And he was celebrating against Miami. Had the five zero celebration. Yeah, they include the uh, the Open Cup yeah. in the mix. So so USL the kid scores a lot of goals. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to keep up with when there's so many competitions too. It's it's hard to keep up with. But uh, but but Casey, I mean, you were a forward in your playing days. It's it's got to be a little bit of a security blanket for the rest of the team to know that hey, we got a guy right now. If you get him the ball in a position where he can score, he's playing and in the form that he's going to be able to put it away. And that's just got to be a comfort to the rest of the team to know that that, that guy is up there right now. 100%. And then it takes off some of the pressure and stress of the rest of the team because they're not concerned about, oh, well, they're not scoring. So that means I need to step it up and score. We need to find somebody else that's going to score. We're not going to score because we don't have anyone that can score right now. So it takes a lot of that stress and pressure off and allows the teams to be able to relax in their offense, allows them to be able to be more creative, to take risks because they know that he's hot. And if you get him the ball, in the right spot, he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. So it just kind of is a stress relief amongst the team and just an, a boost as well for confidence. So the focus now for Lou City, obviously with three games to go, is getting that fourth spot. That's that's what everything has, has amounted to this year. That's what these next three games amount to is getting that fourth spot, getting that home playoff game. It's going to be it's going to be a difficult test. Memphis is playing well right now. They have a six goal differential lead on Lou City. So what I would say to you Benton is that Lou City can't afford to be even on points with Memphis come the end of the season cuz six goals is going to be hard to make up. I guess the silver lining from that regard is look Hartford's the last place team in the league. You got them at home, maybe you can pile some goals on them and see what they're able to do. Uh, but you don't want to leave it up to goal differential. You just want to be able to beat out Memphis um, over these final three games. And that's really the goal uh, for Lou City with, with, again, New Mexico on the road, the final road game of the regular season, followed by home games against Hartford and Tampa Bay. The one thing I'm going to keep my eye close on, like you said, the goal differential thing's going to – it's not impossible. It's going to be hard not to overcome. So it, essentially it's a little bit out of our control in regards to we need Memphis to drop points. And thankfully, I mean, I think there's a few opportunities for that. Their last game of the season is New Mexico United. That's probably their biggest, I guess, guaranteed win. I'm going to say air quote there, their, yeah. their easiest one. But before that, they're playing Birmingham and El Paso, both teams that have done pretty well this season. And it's not impossible at all to think that they could swipe some points from Memphis. So if we, if, if Louisville City does what they can do and, and kind of wins out, then they're going to put themselves in position to take fourth place back. But the hard thing about that is going to be is that last game of the year, Tampa Bay Rowdies. That's going to become massive. It'll be interesting, though, to see what kind of lineups we see in that game from those two teams. For Tampa Bay, they could have everything locked up, right? They could have their seed locked up. Uh, They've already clinched a playoff berth, obviously, as the top five, all top five teams in the East have. But it'll be interesting to see just that gamesmanship there from um, from Tampa Bay, their new head coach, Nikki Law, who uh, I believe it's Nikki Law, right? Am I, am I right or am I wrong? I can't remember. Yeah, I think because you're right. He, he it was Neil Collins. There. He, he used to took play over. Right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he chooses to do 
given that his team probably will have clinched whatever their goal is, whatever their playoff seating is. Maybe he tries to you know, keep his best players back with a potential playoff game against Lou City looming in a couple of weeks' time. Um, if, if that happens, it would present Lou City an opportunity to maybe capitalize at home. Um, so, so that'll be part of the intrigue of that game. But to Ben's point, I mean, they're the, the second-best team in the Eastern Conference or the third-best team in the Eastern Conference right now. They are, like, top five in the league overall, Tampa Bay. We know the rivalry. You know, we know the quality. We know what it means late in the season. It's going to be crisp fall. That just feels like a Tampa bay Lou City game, right? It's, it's going to be intriguing. Well, I definitely think that the Hartford game is the game where you have to get goals. You have to win that game minimum 4-0, in my opinion. It has, it has to be if you want to get back some of those goals. The Tampa Bay game, though, I am so glad that I'm not Nikki Law and have to make that decision because it becomes a tough balance between do I rest my players because I don't want them to get hurt but then risk them getting out of form because they haven't played, or do I risk playing them and putting them in the game, risking injury, but I'm still keeping my players in form. So it's kind of going to be this tricky balance of I, I do think if it comes down to it, we'll see the top lineup for maybe half the game and then see some changes to kind of cycle through. I don't know if they'll necessarily be throwing everything out there for the win. It might just kind of be like, we're just here to contain. Maybe just play some defense. Just but kind of keep them locked out. To play devil's advocate, though, I, you know, I, I would think of what would Coach Danny Cruz do in this position. I don't know that he would do a ton of rotation, and partly because you're going up against an opponent. If you have an opportunity to keep a, a rival like that from playing at home in the playoffs, absolutely. Like that, I mean, that might be might be worth the minor risk there. So I, 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 I totally get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I very easily could be that. But I'm also not ruling out a, a stronger lineup than we won this year. Yeah, yeah. But, but to your point, Benton, about that, I'll circle back to Nikki Law being a new head coach. Started as a head coach mid-season, mm-hmm. right? He was a player coach at Huntsville. When Neil Collins up and up and left midseason to go to England, which is an understandable move, he's brought back into the Tampa Bay fold. Leaves, you know, retires as a player, becomes a full-time head coach for the first time in his career. That'll be one of those big tests of him um, in that game. Does he try to manage the lineup? Does he try to rest some guys? Does he go for the killer blow like you guys are implying, trying to keep Lou City out of the top four? Or does he try to manage his and massage his roster? That'll be a big test for him. And, and what I'm saying is an inexperienced guy who's not 100%. been in that role yep. before, maybe maybe he makes some mistakes and maybe that plays to Lou City's benefit. It's going to be a true test of how he is as a coach, his caliber of a coach. What is he actually like when it comes down to those big moments? Can he make the big decisions? And I think he's going to be judged quite a bit on how it goes, whether he wants to or not, whether it goes exactly how he planned on it. He's going to be judged quite a bit there. And so I, I think regardless, though, Louisville City has to take care of business in the first two matches, put the goals away, and not let it come down whatsoever to that matchup. And I think it's going to be a big chess match in that matchup. You mentioned the schedule for Memphis. Benton, you were looking ahead. Um, El Paso and Birmingham. El Paso has actually kind of fallen off the last couple of weeks, right? They were in that top four in the Western Conference for a long time. For a long time, that, that season opening loss at Lynn Family Stadium to El Paso didn't look so bad. Yeah. Um, it still doesn't look that bad, all things considered. But El Paso's below the playoff line yeah. currently in the Western Conference. But it's still, I, I mean, to their credit, it's a, they're, they're in a particularly co- um, tough conference there. So, I, I mean, I still think there's definitely some, some quality there and some, some life and fight in them. So I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. But I would say Birmingham is probably our better shot of them dropping points. And Birmingham's a team I was pretty high on and I think has, frankly, underperformed a bit this season. So maybe this is a little opportunity for them to climb up the pecking order a little bit. All right, so that's what's coming up for Loose City here in the next couple of weeks. We're already, it's crazy that we're already into October, really. I mean, we're at the month, the, end of, it's the season September went so fast, yeah. I feel like. So the playoffs are, are looming. Uh, let's go ahead and take a timeout. We are coming to you live tonight from the Galt House in downtown Louisville. It is the second annual soccer ball, which is the annual, going to be annual, soon to be, I guess it's annual this year, right, is the second yep. one. Uh, gala that benefits the Loose City Racing Louisville Foundation. We are surrounded by Loose City and Racing Louisville players right now. So we'll try and talk to somebody. We're going to bring you a fun guest, hopefully, on the other side of the break. Uh, it's Soccer City here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, welcome back. We are at the Gold House in downtown Louisville. Everyone around us is wearing tuxedos or otherwise looking excellent. 
and we're in the corner bringing you some live radio right now. It is the soccer ball, second annual soccer ball, the benefit that uh, goes toward the Lou City Racing Louisville Foundation. All manner of Lou City and Racing Louisville players are around us, and hopefully we're going to get you a guest or two to talk to. We're trying to send Jonathan Lintner and Jeff Greer out among the, the crowd to bring somebody back, but so far their hooks haven't gathered anything. <laughs> it's tough. Everybody's mangling about. It's hard to find people. They're not and checking And drinks their are phones. flowing, right? You don't want to yeah, bring over somebody that's completely sauced yeah, already. I get, I get it, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So we'll, we'll see where we, uh, where we land on guests. Hopefully we get somebody. We're expecting George Davis the fourth at some point in the next 35 minutes or so. But we were just talking about Louisville City, guys. So let's uh, transition nicely to racing Louisville. They were off this past weekend, the international break. They're a league that actually mines the international breaks. What what a concept. Mind blown. What a concept to actually be off when your best players are not going to be around. USL and MLS, take note, please. Um, but that gave us the opportunity to watch a couple of racing Louisville players go head-to-head, or at least their teams go head-to-head. The U.S. and South Africa Back-to-back games, one in Cincinnati, one in Chicago. Of course, that means Tibby Katlana of South Africa, who was the captain and one of the main stars for them, the main star, I think, for them for sure. And Savannah DeMello, who was called back into Team USA camp for the second time uh, after joining them for the World Cup just a couple of months ago. They got to go head-to-head. DeMello played in the second game up in Chicago off the bench. Didn't see any action in the first game. Tim B. Catalana obviously played both games, the majority of them. I think played 90 minutes in the second game um, in Chicago. Casey, what'd you make of those two games? What'd you make of just, it's just cool to see a couple of racing players go at it um, as, as leading players for those national teams. I think my favorite thing was seeing the two of them come together at the end of the first match and just the sheer joy that they had seeing each other. Um, it just was, that was really exciting to see how close of a friendship that they have and just racing players uniting on the in, in the international stage. Uh, I thought both games were really good. It was a a sad moment, though, to say goodbye to two uh, international superstars for women's soccer, but great send-offs for both of those players, and it's always great when we get to see racing players play, and I think both of them did fabulous when they had their time on the field. Yeah, you're talking there about Julie Ertz and, and Megan, Megan Rapino, yes. who were given their send-off games individually. Ertz in the Cincinnati game, Rapino up in Chicago, uh, but... The racing Louisville story is too good on that one, Benton. I mean, what did you make out of that weekend of action? I thought it was awesome. Not only were we blessed to have two players called up to their teams to play against each other, but it was up the road in Cincinnati. That's how, right. How perfect is that? That was very accessible. I know contingent of racing Louisville fans went up there to see our players in action. I think even some of the, the racing uh, Louisville staff went up there to try to help spread the word about the NWSL because Cincinnati doesn't have an NWSL market there. Why don't you come down the road? That's what it out, is. Check out racing. That's home turf for racing Louisville. Exactly. should be anyway up in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, should, right? Exactly. They don't have a I think up there. it should be. They're, spread, they're, they're up there spreading the gospel, so I appreciate the opportunity of that. But it's, I mean, it's always a cool opportunity to get to, to see your players like represent their nation. But I think it was extra cool with the, because of those additional factors, and because they got to face each other uh, yeah. there in, in those not, games. Yeah, not too far away either. Absolutely, you're right. Not too far away for either game, really. I mean, Chicago is just up the road. Oh, they, that's very they, accessible they as well. They could have been in Southern California or, or Miami or someplace. They were just up the road five hours in Chicago. They could have easily just drove the entire thing. They really could have. Um, so now for Racing Louisville, their attention turns back to the regular season. A weekend off for the players that weren't calling it in the national teams. Much needed opportunity to rest and try and heal up some of those nagging injuries that kind of linger as the season gets uh, gets going and winds to its close. Louisville City had three games to go. Racing Louisville has three games to go. It starts on Saturday of this week on the road at Chicago. That's 8 o'clock on Saturday night at Chicago. One home game left for Racing Louisville. That is the following Friday, October 6th at 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets available at racinglou.com slash tickets or 502 Lou City. If you like to make phone calls, those people do exist, I'm told, out there in the world. But the point being here... Benton and Casey, that Racing Louisville needs some points. They need some results. They need a, a couple of victories, in, in all honesty, um, if they're going to try and crack into these playoffs. And it is a very competitive National Women's Soccer League playoff picture. Anything could, literally anything could happen in the literally league right now. Anything. I mean, teams, every team is alive pretty much with three games to go. Racing could win it racing with where could, they're at. I ra- mean, in racing all honesty. Could, they're out of the so playoffs wacky. right now, and they could win the whole thing. Yeah. 
It's just, I mean, if you're looking at the points right now, racing is sitting in ninth with 24 points. The the two teams above them are Orlando Pride and Angel City, and they both have 25. And then Washington is at last last place in the playoffs with 26 points. So, I mean, two points separate racing in the playoffs. And so it's literally just a matter of a couple wins and they're in. And they definitely have games ahead of them that they can win. One of their matches is against a team that's ahead of them, which is Orlando. That's a winnable game. Chicago's a winnable game. And then San Diego, it's a team that they match up really nicely with racing. And so definitely all three winnable games. They could come away with nine points and finish the season with 33 points. Which is just insane. Which is more than Portland has right now sitting at first. But that's one of the beauties of the league. That's one of the beauties of the league, right? I mean, it's a a smaller league. It's still growing, right? we got new teams coming in left and right. Boston was announced last week. we got Utah coming back into the league next year. Um, There's going to be lots more teams to come in the next five, six, seven years, I would say for sure. But right now, the way the league is built, everybody's got a shot. The the quality of, of player, the depth is there for every single team. And that's why come the end of the season... You get a lot of a lot of teams that are very competitive and, and still battling out uh, for that final playoff spot. We've got a guest finally. We're so thrilled. We're literally surrounded by players for both teams right here, and we have our first guest of the show, Paige Monahan of Racing Louisville, is joining. Hey, Paige, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having uh, me. You look wonderful. First of all, Thanks. everybody looks wonderful. Are we, are we supposed to ask who they're wearing? I guess so. Right, <laughs> we can. Who are you wearing? Yeah, uh, La Express, um, <laughs> and then Jalen's Nike shoes. So oh. Oh, perfect. Clutch. So, yeah. yeah, just really rocking the outfit today, I guess. Well, uh, I mean, we've talked a little bit about it to, to the people that are listening to the audience about what tonight is. But it's, it's a really cool event. It's an opportunity for you guys to, you know, get dressed up, come out and meet with the community, um, have some drinks, have a good time. And it all benefits the Lucidity Racing Louisville Foundation. So it's just all around, it's an exciting night for everybody involved. Yeah, definitely. And even I'm just actually meeting people, you know, not quickly after a soccer game. Like just actually being able to talk to our owners, talk to the men's player, talk to my teammates, you know, just outside and about the foundation and, you know, what we want to do and what vision we have here. So, yeah, it's been really, really nice. And, I mean, also, I guess for, for you guys, it's been it's been a long season. You guys are hard at work all the time. This is a nice, I guess, nice little different event you guys get to throw in the mix. Something something different and fun for you all. Yeah, definitely. I know it's kind of funny. People are like, oh, wow, like, where's your pink scrunchie? I'm like, no, no, I don't wear my pink scrunchie out on a night like this. But, yeah, it's been fun. Well, we were just talking about where, where your team is and, and, and where, you know, the season's starting to wind up. But everything's on the table right now for you guys. I mean, you're just a couple of points out of the playoffs. Seems like everybody's still alive in, in the National Women's Soccer League. Um, so, so kind of tell us how, how things are going. you got a big game coming up on Saturday at Chicago. Could be hugely impactful as you guys try and get into that playoff uh, position. Would be the first playoff berth in, in team history here in year three. Definitely. I think one thing, so this is my fifth year playing, and one thing that I think is super exciting is usually at this point in the season there's a team that's out, there's a team who's secured the spot, but really right now if things go our way and if we win, we could be in first place for the NWSL. Like, it's insane. That's you know I think that shows the growth of the league, how the competition has been better. Anyone can win any weekend. Um, so I think for us it's really the past doesn't matter. The only thing that's important is the present and what we do every single day. So I'm really proud of how the group has responded um, last week in training and this week, and I'm just honestly so excited to play this weekend with my teammates. Now, do you guys ever, like, look at the table and try doing table math and, like, figure out all these situations, <laughs> or do you just try to, like, put that like put that out of mind and just kind of focus on your game you know i think it's really easy to look and to feel like okay if we get three points here and three points here but really the group has just been like hey one day at a time like at training if we focus on all the details and be the best we could possibly be that will just be the process to winning the game on the weekend so honestly we're trying not to focus too much on the standings and where we're at and just kind of the process to get that result this weekend Go ahead, Ben. You got and, something? So, and you guys, you have one more home game left. Like, how how big is that that one going to be for you guys? I mean, having having a full fan base around you guys supporting you. I know it's always a little tougher on the road. Is there a little, is there going to be that little extra emphasis having the home support? Definitely. And I just think, you know, again, not to be like looking at the past, but. Uh, our home games that we've played just has such a different feel and just a different energy. And, you know, you see the the light that we have, the fire that we have. So to do that in front of our city, in front of our fans, I think it's definitely going to be really special on October 6th, I believe it is, whatever the Correct. Friday yeah, is. Correct, yeah, you're right. Yep. I was like, not the 7th, yep. right? The 6th. No, you're on it. Um, but, yeah, we're just honestly looking so forward to it. And, again, just to represent the city, to represent everything we've done this year and just really go out with a bang. You know, I was just thinking – 
I was like, oh, it's Paige's first year with the team. It feels like you've been around a while, <laughs> even though this is year one. Mm-hmm. So just generally speaking, how has this gone for you this year with Racing Louisville? I mean, you guys are a competitive team. It's, it's the best Racing Louisville team they've had in, in three years so far. You've been a huge part of that. Um, you know, you've been a regular starter pretty much all year long, which is why, to me, I forgot that this is your first year. So, <laughs> just, so just how's it going with racing for you? You know what? It's really funny because a lot of people kind of forget that, including myself. And I think this off season, you know, I really took a leap of faith. I didn't know where I was going to end up, but I just knew I needed a change. And then, you know, when I found out I was going to Louisville, I had no idea what to expect. And, you know, now sitting here after so many months of playing, like, I could not be in a more perfect place for me, for my career, what I want for my career. Um, it's such an honor to play with these girls. Like, I love them. You know, they're just amazing on and off the field. And to have that special bond, I think, shows on the field when we're really clicking. And just to be a small part of that and just to see the success in the team. And, you know, when you just said, like, hey, you're a part of that, that means so much to me. You know, how can I impact the group? How can I help the city? How can I help, you know, Racing Louisville be what we want it to be? So to be a part of that, it's truly an honor. But I'm just really so excited for this final push. And I just really believe in us, and I'm really looking forward to it. And then one other thing we were just talking about before you came on. Coming off of an international break, you had a couple of teammates. I mean, you had several teammates called into the national teams for the World Cup and the recent break. Um, it, it's a question that you guys have been asked all summer, but it's worth asking again just to point out to people listening that legitimately world-class talent plays for this racing Louisville team. How how exciting is it that when you have an off weekend, you can see your teammates outperforming for the national teams, performing on that high level? It, it's got to be just really cool and exciting for you guys, and also rewarding in a way to be able to see that, hey, their hard work is being paid off, mm-hmm. my hard work can be paid off too in the same way, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. I think when any of those players compliment you, you're like, wow, that must be a real good compliment coming from them. Right. But um, honestly, it was such an honor to watch them play, and I just like felt like a proud mom, honestly watching them I'm like go girls go Um, and just for them to light it up on the stage on the world stage and then come back excited to play here it's just it's such a full circle moment and it's just I'm so proud of them it's you know something you dream of you want to represent your country you want to represent your club and those girls are doing it and you know we're just so proud of them I'm so proud of them and just the talent that they bring here it's just such an honor Benton, you got anything else? Yeah, I want to ask one thing. I, I see a lot on these different social media posts, like videos and like picture you guys. You look like you are having just so much fun and get like get along. It's like one thing to be like you know like on good terms with your teammates, but it's not like you guys just seem like a really tight knit group. Like, is it like is it like that in in reality? Like, is it? Do you see that at all points? Yeah, I honestly feel like full transparency, like teams try and like make their team look like they get along and stuff. But honestly, like any girl I could go and talk to right now and I know that they can make fun of me and I can make fun of them and be besties, <laughs> you know. Um, but I honestly credit the team, like all the girls work on their relationships with each other. You know, that's going to coffee, that's going to yoga, that's going over film together, that's, you know supporting me when I mess up bad in a game and just like helping me and pushing me to be better um so really I just credit the girls so much for the relationships that we've built that we continue to build that they just really want everyone to be successful and honestly that that is something new and that is something amazing and again that I think that shows on the field and it shows on like social media and stuff like that but yeah it's a great group um you could talk to any of them at any time and I promise you'd leave a better and happier person well, Paige, uh, we appreciate you taking some time. I know there's a lot you could be doing right now, so we appreciate you coming over and chatting with us. Um, enjoy tonight. Hopefully it'll be a good one for you. And obviously, great luck Saturday against Chicago. Great luck the rest of the way. Great luck trying to chase these playoffs down for you and the rest of your teammates. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, it's Paige Monahan of Racing Louisville. Let's take a timeout. Maybe we'll grab some more guests on the other side of the break. Soccer City here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on Soccer City, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, welcome back. we got about, what, 18 minutes to go? We're with you till the top of the hour here on Soccer City. Every Thursday night is when we are typically on. This is a special edition of the show. We're coming to you live from the Soccer Ball at the Galt House in downtown Louisville. We are... Uh, surrounded by really well-dressed people and we also just saw a guy with face paint walk by he's dressed to the nines wearing a full suit but he's got face paint on 
and Benton knows who he is. His name's John. Yeah, he sits. Uh, he sits in my section. Really, really nice guy. He gets very into the games. He gets. He gets painted up for him. And I just saw he's painted up here. He's. Uh, yeah, he's one of the more dedicated fans out there. I appreciate his his fandom. But even on a night like tonight, where you're encouraged to dress up and look fancy. His dedication. I've I've literally is never literally etched on his face. I've That's literally how never seen him without the face paint on. <laughs> it caught it's, me so off guard. It's probably like a Clark Kent thing. Like if I saw him without the face paint, I honestly don't know if I'd recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick up the conversation where we were before Paige Monahan came on. It's really uh, great for her to join us, by the way. Um, with Racing Louisville, where do we think this is going to end up for them? It's it, it's really come down to the wire. It's been an up-and-down season. Mentioned with Paige, it's been the most successful racing Louisville team. The fact that they're in the playoff conversation at this point in the year is is great for them in year three as they continue to build upward. But with three games to go, only one of them at home against other quality teams, other teams that are either in the playoff hunt or, in the case you mentioned, San Diego, Casey, they've risen up the standings to the top. What do we think this is going to look like here in a couple of weeks' time? I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I... I be I, careful, because they're all standing around you right now. So if you say it too loudly, loudly no, you I might gotta, get a cross look or even worse. The media people are standing in front. <laughs> yeah. but I know, I'm I'm afraid that the damage might, might have been done. You're, we're in, you're in the position you don't want to be in is where you have to pray from results from elsewhere. And it's not a razor-thin margin like, like Louisville City has where I, I have, a, I guess, maybe a tiny bit more hope for them. Still a little pessimistic up for them, too. To make the top four for Louisville City, you're talking yeah. about, right? They clinched their For racing, curve. I mean, like, there's several other teams that have to jump. Sure, we do play the Orlando Pride, so we can control our own fate as far as getting ahead of them theoretically point-wise, but you still have that Washington spirit problem. It's very possible they could drop points. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's going to require outside help, and that just that's not a good feeling. Okay, but in the defense, I mean, look at some of the matchups that you have coming up that are going to allow for points to potentially be dropped. I mean, you got Portland-San Diego. That's a top matchup where points can be dropped by one team, an opportunity for them to step in. Oh, well, Rain, North Carolina, another opportunity for points to be dropped. Angel City and Orlando Pride, the two teams that are sitting right above them, an opportunity for points to be dropped by one of yep. those teams. Oh, well, Rain, I mean, there's so many matchups oh, yeah. to where points can be dropped. It's just a matter of does racing capitalize on their chance. They have a chance because, I mean, even then, they, they have to win, yeah. obviously, you're, but there's there's opportunity. You're, yeah, you're thousand percent right. The opportunity is still there, there, but like we have to wait for other things to happen. It's not a situation we win, we're in. You can control that. This is this is an external thing, and that always makes me me uncomfortable. It'd be a very different situation if we're like the last ones holding on to that spot. But uh, but no, so we have to wait for this thing. But but to your point again, like. Like we were saying earlier, this is just such a wild league, such a wild like table situation right now. Like anything could happen, but uh, but the, the lack of control is is what gets me. But it'll be the test of of character of racing Louisville, of the desire of these individual players and the collective. We just heard from Paige Monahan said this is what we've heard from everybody by the way this year that this team is very close knit. They like each other. They hang out with each other. They buy into each other. Uh, they are together that as a group. Makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. But it's going to be a test of the in, the character of the individual players within that group to see if they can just muster the will and the desire and the strength to get over that line, get the results that they need. Look, if they win these games, they're pretty much in. I mean, look, they might need they need some other results to go their way, but as competitive as this league is, I bet if they go three for three and win these final three games, that'll be enough to get them in the playoffs and maybe even enough to get them a couple of seeds up into the playoffs. So the togetherness of this group will be tested here over the next, what, final three weeks of the season, Casey. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's what you want. That you want a team that is united. You want a team that's willing to fight for the person standing next to them, not just because they know they want to. I, I'm going to leave it all on the field because I know that my teammates going to leave it on the field. I know that they're going to leave it. So it's this whole collective mentality, and I think that's going to be a huge factor in it. I think that's going to be the deciding factor on whether they win out these games or whether they don't. And I, I really truly believe that the relationship and the bond that they have is going to be a positive. And it's going to help them tremendously. And one thing I'm, I'm appreciative of right now is that they do have that that international break. I like to view it as a little bit of a palate cleanser from that loss for Hughes, and gives them an opportunity to rest and recover from this for this last little push. And I think that that plays into their favor. I think they needed that opportunity to take a step back, you know, breathe, you know, focus either on their international play or just take that that weekend off. So I'm hoping that uh, that bodes well for them. 
It is. It's nice. It's a nice little palate cleanser, like you said. That, that international break, just a week away, a week to to not worry about anything, to get to get healthy. That's such a big part of the at this time of the year uh, for racing Louisville and for every team. Let's let's transition a little bit. Stay on the NWSL because I want to talk about free agency. It's weird to me. It's so strange to me that with three weeks left in the season, with the playoffs yet to come, with everything still on the line for all of these teams across the league that part of the conversation of fans and of people that observe the league is free agency. It's the headline story on the league website right now. It's just a strange time to go through this, is it not? I mean, that, I know that's a little bit of a take, but it's, it's, it's weird that with three weeks to go, we know that certain players had, didn't have their options picked up. It's weird that off the scenes, behind the scenes, negotiations are happening. It's just a strange time. Like, I think... I, I, I wonder if almost if this is something that the players push for, right? This gives them more opportunity to kind of, uh, for their, right. their guards, shop around, explore their, their options as far as talking with other teams or maybe seeing if another league is a, is a better fit. So I, I think it, 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 you know, maybe there could be some incentive there. I, again, I, I have no idea of how that panned out or why that is. But I do agree with you to the point that you kind of want that almost as a separate conversation after everything's kind of done and dusted. But there could be value in that extra time for all parties involved. But storyline-wise, it is, yeah, a little strange. I think it's nice for those teams that know they're not going to make it into the playoffs and then they're able to kind of showcase to other teams what they're capable of or, you know, start sending out reels or start reaching out to people. But for the teams that are definitely in playoff contention that are playing well it's just i feel like it's kind of awkward it is you know like yeah i know i'm not coming back here next year and i still have to keep fighting to win when you didn't like me to keep me i i I just think it's kind of weird it could be a situation where they're entering free agency and they're going to try negotiating for a better deal maybe they'll use these last few games as part of that leverage not to say that they couldn't have done that anyway but i'm just trying to theorize here on what it, it the is, advantage it, could be. The, the official verbiage of the league, by the way, on this is that it was collectively bargained between the league and the players' union, right? So they agreed on this date. I'm just saying, imagine if you are a head coach. Imagine if you're the head coach of, of Racing Louisville or of any team that is currently trying to survive these last three weeks and make it into the playoffs. How do you, on one hand, say, all right, everybody, let's get together, let's buy into each other, let's believe in what we're doing, let's make the playoffs, but on the other hand, at the exact same time, after work, if you want to think of it that way, the players are having conversations with other, other teams, the potential free agents are having conversations with other teams, saying, you know what, next year, I'm going to sign with you. Right now, I want to win the title with my team. Right now, I want to make the playoffs, but I'm already, I got one foot out the door. It just seems hard to swallow if you're if you're a head coach, or especially if you're a fan. To, to what extent that is already kind of happening for a lot of the season, right? You have to imagine if, if, for people who've signed extensions or, or um, renewed their contracts or whatever, those conversations have happened in the midst of all that and you have to imagine during all these negotiations there's a possibility that they say no and they and they explore free agency so you might already have that element they're not maybe not directly talking with with other teams yet but i still think there's always always the business aspect is is hanging around in some way shape or form but but it, it is a little different and weird with the free agent element i mean it is a business i mean it all i mean they, get paid. they are their job is to play soccer, and it just, again, I just think it's kind of weird, kind of awkward, this whole, the timing of it, because maybe you do want to leave and go somewhere else, and you're trying to reach out to these coaches to go play, and it's like their mind might not even be on trying to recruit players or trying to build their roster for next season. Their mind might be on making the playoffs or, you know, winning the NWSL, so just trying to see as a person that would be a free agent trying to market yourself the right way to get on the teams that you want it's it's just uh, I, again it's weird it's just weird it's right. here's it's what really i'll weird. say here's what i'll say to close this conversation it reminds me of a story i've heard about in the nba back when the the bad boy pistons were a thing uh one of their big men rick mohorn they were on the championship parade on the championship parade after they won the title and he got informed in that moment that he had not been picked up for the next season. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Oh. No. Now that's devastating. No. Now that's devastating. Yeah. But imagine if you just won the title in the NWSL, and instead of being able to go on the championship parade, you've got a meeting with the with Angel City or somebody because you're thinking about – it's just – I don't like it. I think that in the next collective bargaining agreement, as fans of the league, we need to push – 
for this to change because it makes it better. Well, and I it think makes it helps the players better. better. I think it helps the players too. I, I truly believe that because I just, again, it's just weird for the players, the timing of it. Unless you're not playing, but even then, I still think it's it's weird for the players, the timing of it all, and I think it'd be better if it was after season. All right, let's go back to Loose City. Uh, this weekend at New Mexico United, long road trip. That's one of the difficulties of the USL, not charter flights they're getting on commercial jets they're they got layovers they got connections there's delayed flights just like the rest of us are dealing just like you're reading the news all the time uh the travel is going to be a big part of this weekend's game it's a new environment out there in new mexico and this new mexico team this new mexico club is a club that has a great fan base they average nine ten thousand fans uh out there in albuquerque at a baseball park that's also part of the conversation um all those things considered you can throw in my face that, hey, Lucity just went on the road, played on AstroTurf in a tropical storm and won. But all those things thrown into the mix, what are we thinking is going to happen this weekend for Louisville City at New Mexico United? Again, as we set off the top of the show, fourth place in the East, a home playoff game, is pretty much what's on the line over these final three weeks for Lucity. Uh, what are we thinking? I mean, I think they know what's at stake. They're coming off of a nice, gutsy win. I mean, I think they know how to, to travel and get the job done at this point. Uh, New Mexico is a lower team in the West, but to be fair, it's a very competitive in- environment out there. Um, but the one, the one hard thing I'm always going to have a hard time getting over in this with this team in this particular season is you just don't know what team's going to come out there. You, you just don't know if they're going to come out. Flat you can say that now because they're all gone. They've all left. They've yeah. all left. Yeah, that, we, we, we don't have to worry about offending them anymore. Say it a little more confidently. But no, it's, it's, say it with your chest, Bitten. It's hard. It's just hard getting a consistent down, uh, thing down. Like one. Uh, as soon as we thought we've had it, like, throughout the season, like, it just seemed to have gone away. So I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch and say this team's ripping and rolling right before the playoffs. But it's, again, one of the situations I've, I feel like i said this many times before, like, if they play how we know they can play, like, I, I think this is this is a game that they can and, and should win, but it's really going to come out to to what, what team rolls out there for, for the 90 minutes. It's, it's one thing to train well and have your head right going into the match, but for that for that time frame when the, when the ball's in play – how that team performs. So, but I, you know, I'm going to lean optimistic, but you never know. I couldn't agree more. I think consistency has been their biggest downfall this season. And even if the, like, the, from half to half, even they just haven't even been consistent within the matches. And so I think the team absolutely has the potential. They, they seem to be a team though, even though they haven't had maybe the full matches that they've wanted, they're a good enough team that they've pulled out ways to win. They've figured out ways to win in some of those matches where they weren't playing well, but then it's also gone complete opposite. Like in the Miami game and was just a total disaster. And they didn't find a way to win right. that match, even though they should have found a way it, to win. Isn't that wild? The, the two games back-to-back is just the perfect typification yes. of this Louisville City season. And on Wednesday night at Miami, a team they should have beaten. They took the lead three times, coughed up that lead three times, ultimately lost. But then they turn around and have one of those gutsy, resilient, come-from-behind, terrific goals in that game performances. It just, it just was the encapsulation of what we've seen from Louisville City. A step forward almost immediately followed by a step back. And what I'll also say about this weekend's game against New Mexico, this is a New Mexico team that's fighting for their life, just like Miami was uh, a week and a half ago. They are down in 11th place in the Western Conference. You may say 11th place. Well, that's they should be out of it. They're not. It's a very competitive West. Four points out of that final playoff spot, New Mexico United, currently occupied by Monterey Bay, and those two teams are even on games played. So it's going to be a hungry New Mexico team. It's going to be, again, a rabid fan base behind this New Mexico team. It's, it's going to be a tough one. But that's part of the reason why it makes it so intriguing and part of the reason why you should probably tune in if you're listening to this broadcast, either if you're going to watch it on WBKI on Saturday night or you can listen to it live here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. It's a 9 o'clock Eastern time kick, 9, 9 o'clock local time in Louisville. That's uh, 6 o'clock local time out in New Mexico, or it's 7 o'clock. They're two hours behind us. 7 o'clock in New Mexico. We'll have coverage beginning 15 minutes before that game at 8.45 local time in Louisville. And I think we can say this because I'm a little excited if it happens. My wife might have a baby between now and then. So here's the backup plan. If I am out and have to miss this game, we're going to do the the Benton cast of the game, I'm going to call it. Benton's going (laughs) to fill in, and it's going to be Benton and Casey, and they're going to be talking about the game almost like a Manning cast style where they're just just talking about what's happening. Benton is going to be his full fan self. I, I hope I hope it happens, and I hope we get a goal that's wild, and I hope I get you breaking a microphone in, in excitement in the ESPN oh, 680 I'll get studios. Amped up. I was getting a little nervous when we first talked about that. I was going to have to do the uh, play-by-play, which I do not think I would I would do very well. I, I'm fine doing color, but 
play-by-play was a little stressful. So, yeah, it's more of this Manning cast, Benton cast sort of style. Could be a lot of fun. So, I think it's going to be a lot of fun if it happens. I mean, so happy for you and your wife, though. Welcome oh, yeah. your first child yeah, into of the course, world. Man. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I, I secretly hope, one, I hope that we get the baby soon just because I'm excited to get the baby. But I also secretly hope it happens because I'm going to listen back to that broadcast with just a huge smile on my face if it's you and Benton Casey in the studio just talking about the game as it happens. It's going to be a fun time. And the thing is, I told him, we, we, we joked about it. I was like, yeah, if you get the call midway through a game, I don't know what I'm going to do because I yeah. can't do that. I'm just like, all right, guys, sorry. The, the game's over. We're done. I, I got to go home. Jeff's not here. I can't do it. <laughs> so that's coming up Saturday, 845 live coverage we get on, on here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Uh, as Lou City takes on New Mexico United. Just a couple of minutes to go, guys. Uh, let's just wrap it up. I mean, this has been a cool event. It's just the start of what's going to be a cool event. Uh, we're about to go listen to Matt Fondi talk as the keynote speaker, former USL MVP, former Lou City captain from back in the day. Um, l- l- just just big thoughts here. What a cool event. Let's hope it keeps happening. I assume it will, right? It's not going to go away anytime soon. But this is such a fun thing, such a fun thing for the, the greater uh, – professional Louisville professional soccer culture to have and I'm just excited to go take part in it I mean I I obviously already spoke to the the big reasons why we're doing this what all this money is going for and how it's helping grow the game but from a like a a personal perspective like I you know I go to the games all the time I go to the media availability after the games I'll sometimes go to the uh, the media availability at the practices like before the game so like I see these players a lot but just like just just being around like around them just never gets old yeah, especially, especially in this kind of environment where they all got a drink in their yeah. hand, they're cutting loose a little bit. It's um, kind yeah. of fun, you know. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, boy. Never, never not going to be. So just kind of seeing them in a fun environment like this, it's just, it's just enjoyable for me personally. I like that. And also, it's wonderful because we get to see Casey Whitfield dressed completely, just, just normally just, I show up in my sweatpants, just and standing, t-shirts. standing above all of us. <laughs> so it's a big difference. And your broadcast wear, <laughs> exactly. Because right. yeah. you can't see what I'm wearing normally. It's comfy clothes. Is my, my style. <laughs> all right. So tonight is about the Loose City Racing. Louisville Foundation. You can go online to this and look at the soccer ball website, look at the, the foundation website to see what this is benefiting. Um, just a, a great night for, for Louisville soccer. Uh, that, that'll do it for us. We got Soccer City regular style tomorrow night at 6 o'clock here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Myself and Benton. Uh, until then, we've hoped, we hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun for us. I'm going to go grab a drink. Amen to that. As I see a short line right now. Let's go. All right. Good see point. you. Bye. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider.